Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. Today, we're taking a look at the week ahead, and it looks like almost every day there is something interesting going on, uh, especially between Mercury, the Sun, and Venus, and even Mercury and Jupiter and Mars at some point. So I'm so happy to be here with you today, and I hope everybody had a great weekend. Maybe spend some time with family or doing family things. It was a great weekend for that. And uh, let's dive in as we start today with the moon in Capricorn. Not necessarily the favorite place of the moon, but a place where we can maybe keep our emotions in check so that we can get through the day, so we can get through doing what it is that we need to be doing. And I have a funny little story to share with you guys this morning. So this morning, uh, about my husband always leaves for work at about 7.20 to 7.30, something like that. And we both went to the front door. I opened the door for him because he had tons in his hands. And I, as soon as I opened the door, I heard eagles. And of course, that's not surprising. This is the time of year. There are a lot of eagles here. And this is the time of year where you're seeing them all the time. And uh, they, there's two, a pair that, that sort of, they don't roost, but they love to sit in these trees that are right in uh, across the street from my house. And so I can see them almost anytime I open the door and what have you. Well, this morning they were just loud. They were just, you know, talking to each other and who knows what eagle speak was. And uh, my husband got, I turned, I locked the door. I come back in here to do my work and Terry's still out there. He's getting his stuff in the car. And one of the eagles came around and swooped, went right over the top of his head, over the top of the car and pooped right on his car, on his windows. He had to stop and get out of the car. So he clean off. And he said he knew it was poop, eagle poop, because you could see all the, you know, gross things in eagle poop, bones and what have you. And uh, I was laughing hysterically, what a way to start a Monday morning, but also what a way to start the day with some luck and some wonderful, uh, I mean, to me, it, it is spirit speaking to him and uh, love, 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 love that, that that was his experience this morning. And I don't know what it means for him in terms of the rest of the day, but I just told him, hey, it's like, you know, the time I told you the hummingbird coming to the window to chat with you was good luck and you won $400. Maybe today something else extraordinary happens for him. So it's the beginning of a great week. All right. So today we're going to talk about the moon for today and tomorrow because it's in the same place for the next couple of days. And then we're going to take a look at the week ahead. It's a fairly busy week, but not one like we've had in the past. Uh, so kind of like last week where there were a lot of different things that were happening, but they were not necessarily the ones that, you know, are cringeworthy. Uh, it really is uh, a week of, you know, there's a couple of scritchy little things, but for the most part, the transits for the week are pretty nice. And then we have uh, our illuminating day. This is 11 illuminating in the Pleiadian Earth calendar. So we want to talk a little bit about that because I will be back on air again until Friday. And that means that we're also going to be going through uh, uh, an Ascension Day, the 13, ending the 13-day cycle, and then the beginning of a new week, one healing. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what all of that means. And that should take up our time together this morning. And I'm getting messages. I totally think that perhaps I'm not on air although it says I am. So I, I'm going to just trust that I am, but it seems like nobody is able to come into the chat. And I don't know what that's all about. And I apologize for that. Hopefully, Asa, maybe you can check that out for me and see if there's something going on in the background. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to continue broadcasting. And if you had comments or things that you wanted to say, please feel free to email me at Janet at living-astrology.com. All right, so let's dive into the moon in Capricorn. So as you know, Capricorn is our sign that rules things like time. It is a sign that ruling planet is Saturn. 
and Saturn is in other languages. For example, in Roman times was Kronos and Kronos meaning time or timekeeper. So the moon in Capricorn reminds us of time and the time in the now and the time often that has us looking backwards a little bit to the past, kind of picking and choosing what to bring forward into the now, but time also into the future as time in the future here might take us into what is going on around. Uh, okay, thanks. Thanks, Asa. I love you. Um, uh, so uh, taking us into the future, looking at things like maturity or old age, perhaps retirement. So today, maybe some of those issues today, tomorrow, maybe a couple of those issues come up. It is a sign that rules responsibility and self-discipline and being able to, to be in response to what is happening in the world or in your own life. It is about being responsive to your commitments. It is about competency, doing what you know you know how to do and not trying to sell yourself as something that you're not. Self-discipline is important here too because self-discipline means that you are taking the steps necessary as the universe is providing you the next steps in your path. And that's also because Capricorn rules goals. Our goals, our dreams, our aspirations, uh, the ambitions that we have that drive us each day to do the things that we're here to do. But this may also be a great time these next couple of days, today and tomorrow, to redefine your goals. Remember, Mercury's retrograde right now. So anything that we take in our mind and we go backwards to, we can maybe see in hindsight something that we've missed. We might be able to, in slowing down, in this case, because Mercury slows us down, that we might see something that we missed or a, a step that we left out that we need to complete. And that might mean also then a taking a look backward at the goals that you have to see if it's time maybe to redefine them, right? Goals aren't something that you set one time and then never look back at right? If you don't keep looking at them and going back and seeing where you are in relationship to the goal, you're never really going to, are you really going to achieve anything? And of course, Capricorn is an achievement oriented sign, working to achieve the goals, actually doing your due diligence, taking the step, right? So that the universe can see that you are in, uh, that, that you're really, you're, you're determined to go somewhere and to do something. Capricorn is also a sign of business and management of business type things, following protocols and following rules, uh, staying in integrity and being transparent, being able to be ethical, um, delegating responsibility when necessary, and respecting and honoring not only one another, but yourself and the processes that you're going through. And that's because what we're leading to with the sign of Capricorn is authority, or even with Saturn, we're leading to our personal authority. That is your reputation. That is how you show up in the world and really how the world views you. So you're putting out products, you're putting out your time, you're doing your job, but how does the world view you in that? And that's an important part of the transiting moon here is taking a look at your own personal power, and your personal authority. Are you living from that? Or are you living from somebody else's idea of what personal power and authority is? And of course, also our bosses, father figures, authority figures are also a part of Capricorn's uh, experience. Now, like any sign, it has its more negative expressions, right? Mostly around control issues. Capricorns really are very hands-on in the management or hands-on in their business kind of, of um, the way that they operate. And so possibility is that they can become overly controlling. They can become overly stern or, you know, overly disciplined where it becomes sternness. It becomes a lack of joy. So we want to be careful that we're not becoming uh, so business that we forget to have fun and to um, just enjoy life as we're going along. Uh, one of the other negative aspects might be inflexibility, not wanting to yield or bend or go with the flow, uh, self-justification, right? Self-justification. In the body, 
Capricorn rules the bones and the joints, all of the connective tissue, so tendons and ligaments. Uh, it rules arthritic conditions, so rheumatoid arthritis or just plain arthritis, aging arthritis, and uh, mainly because arthritis type conditions are about the bones and the joints and uh, where they connect. So uh, of course that would be a part of the experience there. Knees, the gallbladder and gallstones, as well as your skin and any skin conditions, um, psoriasis and skin cancers and things like that also a part of uh, this Capricorn rulership owing to Saturn also being a part of the rulership here. So I'm gonna go back over here, check and see if we are now actually broadcasting live. There's everybody. Thank you for showing up. Good morning, uh, Christine. It's good to see you. And Kathleen Mallory, good morning. And Ingrid, hello to you. Corey, good morning. And Ingrid, Ingrid says, happy Monday. It is a pretty happy Monday. JLo, Grand Rising, Allison D, good morning to you. Mimi, it looks like uh, Living Astrology needs to post to the open chat. That's, you see, if that's the case, that's a new thing. And I have no clue where that came from or where it is that they even informed us <laughs> that was going to be a case. Um, but thank you, Asa, for discovering what needed to be done. Uh, Christine says it's working now, resent a few times. So there we go. Um, JLo, uh, I have been in other live sessions where that is not needed. Yeah, so I don't know. I didn't change any settings. Who knows? Uh, good morning, Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel and Jennifer Peachy and Ursula. Nice to see you out there. Augustina, good to see you. And Kathleen Mallory, yes, hugs to everyone at Ursula. I love that. And um, <laughs> JLo, this trickery they have trying to slow down Gurr, the smaller, amazing people, is no bueno. I agree, but I don't know that that's what they're trying to do either. Um, who knows, right? So we just need to play their silly game and figure out their little rules. And JLo, OMG, that happened with my sister. She is a Capricorn son and went through a huge emotional roller coaster yesterday. And yes, remember on Friday, I said that the moon was in the void up until uh, just about the time, just a little after the time that the um, Super Bowl started. And so it was interesting to watch the, transi the transition in the game as it appeared in the beginning that Kansas City had the momentum. And then you can tell that that all just fizzled away when the void ended. And then Capricorn became the placement for the moon and the older, wiser, more structured team, not anything bad about Kansas City, but the more, I mean, you know, compare just the quarterbacks, you know, Brady to Mahomes, there's this whole wisdom thing going over here. And uh, on Friday, I even suggested that that team would be the one that won. And I was correct. Not that I had any real skin in the game, but I accept the fact that I just think Tom Brady is amazing. And uh, anyway, so you can see how we live the moon. We live our astrology. And sometimes it's pretty easy to pick out what the results might be of something based on where the moon is or based on the astrological transits that are occurring. It's kind of fun. Sometimes it works, you know, really well. Other times there's, you know, something that you throw in, that the universe throws in some transit that upsets everything. Um, so when we think we know, we don't. <laughs> um, but always in retrospect, hindsight is 2020, and we can see how it is that these things unfolded. So it's kind of fun to do that. And not that I'm a huge, you know, fan of either of the teams, but it's always just kind of fun. Lately, I've been doing, I find myself doing interesting things like watching characters on television and I'm sitting there trying to predict what sign they are, or I don't even need to do that. I just sometimes want to, oh, that's their gate 28 speaking. I was listening to a song this morning on the on Pandora just before I came on air and I went, wow, that song is totally sing, being sung through the, the channel 2838. And I'll have to go back to Pandora and see if I can figure out what song that was because I, what, I thought, wow, it'd be kind of fun to post when I have that kind of insight to post maybe a link to that person's YouTube or uh, the song lyrics so that you could see in action what I'm talking about uh, with these themes that pop up day to day, moment to moment, uh, for these people. And, you know, when I think about the song, it was written, it was in the early 2000s. So likely this person had 
it was a is a millennial and had the 2838 activated in their chart. So it makes sense they would be singing through the lens of that channel of struggle and the channel of finding purpose. And what the song was about was sort of this purposelessness. It's a, it says, if today was your last day, how would you spend it or what would you do? And, you know, finding purpose in every moment in every day. So anyway, that was just kind of fun. All right, so let's see, shall we take a look ahead at the week and uh, see what it is that we're looking at? It is a pretty busy week. So we'll just take a glimpse at the week ahead in general, and then I'll go back and do it a couple of days at a time so that you have some more insight into what is happening. Uh, so today, Monday, the big news of the day is Mercury retrograde conjunct the sun. Always a biggie when Mercury and the sun come into conjunction because he's sort of, you know, he's the messenger God. So he's depositing messages as he goes along. And sometimes he's picking up a new message, a new vibe from the sun that he will then deposit as time goes on. But with Mercury in retrograde, the sun is moving forward, Mercury moving backwards. So we have a collision here where maybe there's a reworking of something from the past, new messaging, not necessarily of something ground shaking and you know wake us up kind of importance but something that redefines us so look forward then to the next part of mercury's retrograde cycle helping you to redefine who you are or refine who you are or what you're here to do or how it is that you're going to show up in your life so it's an opportunity for refinement redefining and maybe even a little bit of reimagination here because we're still in the energy of possibilities for 2021. So it's maybe something new occurring to you about who you can be and what you can do. Tuesday, tomorrow, there isn't anything really big going on. Wednesday, we have Mercury squaring Mars. And it is a day of endings because we come to the 13th day in the Pleiadian Earth cycle. We'll be at 13 exploring. And the moon in Aquarius that day, preparing for new, because we'll have a new moon the day after, is going to conjunct Saturn, square Uranus, conjunct Venus, conjunct Jupiter, conjunct Mercury. So the moon in Aquarius kind of triggering uh, things for us throughout the day on Wednesday in preparation then for Thursday's new moon. And the new moon this time, the new, the moon the new moon <laughs> occurs at about 1107 uh, my time. So uh, 2 p.m. for those of you in the east. And right after the moon is new, it immediately goes into the void and a 12 hour void. So what we're kind of left with then on Wednesday, Thursday, excuse me, is the new moon being the, the, the sun conjunct the moon. That's what a new moon is being left with us for the next 12 hours as the, the, the void doesn't break until 11 something, 11.52 that night, my time. So two in the morning for uh, those of you on the East Coast. So we have an extended period of time on Thursday into uh, early Friday uh, for most of you to be able to really take a look at what do we wanna create new? You know, what's be, what are we being inspired to do? What do we want to manifest? So we have a longer window of manifesting energy because that's what the new moon is about, setting intentions for what it is that you want to manifest over this particular moon cycle. So long time for us to be able to, to get uh, organized around that, get our thoughts organized, get our wits about us. And in the Pleiadian earth energy, it is also the one day, the one healing, which is Ish in the Mayan calendar, which was the representation of the jaguar or the shaman. So there's magic afoot that day. I would say so, especially with the idea of the moon being uh, available for us for so long uh, after uh, the new. And then Friday, Mercury conjuncts Venus, Mercury in retrograde backing into Venus, who's moving forward. And then Saturday, Mars sextile Neptune, um, we'll talk about that one more on Friday uh, when we meet again and the beginning of the new human design week. And that human design week is preparing us for a node shift. 
and the nodes shift differently in human design than they do for astrology. So it's not that they're changing signs or anything in, uh, in, in astrology. They're still across the Gemini Sagittarius axis, but the emphasis point for the next three months will be on a pair of new gates. And I'll take you through what that will mean. Sunday, Mercury conjuncts Jupiter. A good day on Sunday. Actually, the weekend looks really, really nice. Now, uh, so when uh, so now you can see sort of why I was talking about this being a busy week. There's a lot of busy things going on almost every day, other than Tuesday has something um, coming up with it. But most of these uh, transits, other than Mercury squaring Mars, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, most of these are pretty nice transits. It's it's looking like a great week of possibilities of optimism, of being able to tune into a new message. Uh, to maybe en enact some healing through being able to explore. That's our 13 day of exploring next to our one day of healing. And it should be good energy, not just for us as individuals, but also for the collective. So there may be some really healing messages coming out over the week, um, maybe some 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 extraordinary solutions to problems that we've been dealing with wouldn't that be nice solutions rather than just arguing about the problem and who caused the problem and where did the problem start and all of that wouldn't that be great <laughs> a new way of looking at the world a new way of being with one another okay so questions comments anything i need to know about what's going on with everybody uh cr bowls nice to see you and I think that was Sue, right, Sue? And I don't see any other new comments. So I will just say a couple of things here. One, um, Friday this week, uh, we'll have our guests, um, Pia, call, Pia and Colin here on the show live. So get your questions ready. Um, they'll probably be sharing a Larkma message or something of total interest to us. And that will be on Friday. A lot of you who listen in the background here that I don't necessarily see in the chat, uh, all of you who are on my mailing list received an invitation over the weekend to join the free Astrology of 2021 course, which uh, originally I wanted to do as a webinar. It just didn't work out that way, timing-wise. But all of you are invited to join in that course. And uh, it's free. You just need to join the Academy, which is also free. And then you will have access to this course. And this course is, it's a, it's alive. It's, it's in process up right now are every, is everything to do with Jupiter and Saturn. And later this week, I'll release Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. And then we'll go into the nodes the following week. Um, and each time, the reason we want you in there is so that I can notify you that the next part is available. So if you haven't done that yet, please go in and join. It's free. And Asa, hopefully, maybe you can put that link there. If nothing else, guess what I discovered the other day? I forgot I bought a domain uh, for Living Astrology Academy. And all you have to do is follow that link. Did it let me post that link? Oh, yes, it did. There we go. So livingastrologyacademy.com and you'll see the membership, but you'll also, you, which you do not have to join the membership in order to get the free courses. And uh, of course, that, of course, it's a course. Uh, this is something that I'm going to be putting out uh, this year, various courses for free for everyone to sort of be able to have access to and to learn more about astrology and human design in particular. And who knows, I might even throw out a course on the gene keys. We'll see, because of course, I'm fascinated with that as well. Um, okay, so uh, let me see, what else did I want to say about this? Um, if you are so kind, you can please hit the thumbs up button uh, on the video to uh, let everybody know or to let me know that you like the video. And then please feel free to share the video with your friends, your networks, your social media. And um, if you haven't yet done it, hit the subscribe button under the YouTube video so that you can be alerted when I come on live. Yay, yay, yay. Okay, so let's go back then. Uh, and Asa will get me questions if they pop up. Do I have my phone on? I do. Oh, yes, I do. Oops. 
Um, I don't know what I just did. Asa, if that was a question, I think I just lost it. So you might have to. <laughs> I, I, okay, it was just a message. Never mind. Okay, cool. <laughs> let's go to what the, uh, let's go deeper into the transits now for the week. Um, I'm only going to go through the ones that will be from uh, today through Thursday. And then on Friday, we'll deal with the weekend's transits because there's actually quite a bit to all of these. So of course, today we talked about the sun conjunct Mercury in retrograde. And when the sun and the plan, any planet in retrograde, when they meet, uh, it, it begins a sort of new uh, level of their working together. But since we're talking about the sun and Mercury retrograde, it's a time to go back and look perhaps at the ideas of things that you've maybe wanted to express, but you just didn't have the opening to do that. I'm not saying that it's a great time to do action on that idea, but it is a great a timing anyway, to go back to those ideas or inspirations, things that, you know, were possibilities that you wanted to, to work on this year, or uh, things, not even just this year, but, you know, what if they're, you know, Mimi, you're an artist, maybe there are Ursula, you're also an artist, maybe there was a great art project that you wanted to work on, but you just haven't been able to do anything around getting to it. It's a great time to get to it, right? To go backwards and to begin taking a look at what that idea was about. Maybe you put it on the back burner for a really good reason at that time. And maybe it's now time to go investigate as to what action you can take to further that expression. Maybe the timing is coming. Now, when the sun and Mercury come together, besides the idea of seeding ideas and, and all of that, there's also um, our minds become stimulated during this period of time. We're more mentally alert, uh, but quick thinking, all of that kind of thing. But I want you to remember that Mercury's retrograde. So it could also stimulate that mind funk, right? Where the everything gets scattered and maybe there's a lot going on and your mind can't keep up. So maybe it's also a time to uh, relax your mind sometimes, maybe get into some meditation or do some quiet work somewhere where you're not being blasted by phone or internet or emails coming in and all of that. Um, you may find yourself busier than usual during this time, and that's for sure as well. Different appointments, many things to do, people to talk to, because this is some, a, a transit that tends to amp up the communication and the uh, uh, idea sharing, that type of thing. Um, so even though it is a time where you may have these ideas coming up, I think the main message is to take it in and let it sit with you and then prepare to take action after Mercury's retrograde ends, which is really just uh, on the 20th. So a couple of weeks from now, and then clear he'll clear completely the retrograde territory by March 15th. So maybe it's a great time to be inspired, not necessarily a time to take new action, but to be able to plan in the background or really evaluate what it is you want to do. Now, I said Tuesday, there aren't any major uh, aspects or changes going on, uh, but let's see, on Wednesday, February 10th, Wednesday, Mercury in retrograde squares Mars. Yay. So now we have to be careful not to jump into anything. Mars is an action planet. Now he's a little bit more subdued because he's still in the sign of Taurus. So his actions are a little bit slower, right? He's in earth energy. He's not in fire energy. So he's not as impulsive or impractical in his uh, action taking. He's a little bit slower, more deliberate, let's say, in the sign of Taurus. So Mercury retrograde, slowing things down a little bit further. And that might mean that you are frustrated, maybe, because you want to take action on something and the things you take action on aren't happening the way that you wanted them to happen. Or you, the, the, you're just knowing inside this isn't the, the right time to take action, and uh, that can become more frustrating. So be careful not to jump into decisions impulsively, for sure. Uh, Mars likes that action, but Mercury right now really in retrograde, leading us to think more clearly, get more uh, less rushed thinking and more clarity before we take action. And then, you know, if we do decide to take action, we may find we've made mistakes that we weren't quite ready, you know, that something wasn't quite ready and we jumped the gun. Uh, we can also become more short-tempered on a day like Wednesday, owing to Mars 
uh, in there being a little bit frustrated because number one, he can't take much action because he's in an earth sign and two, because he is uh, being met by Mercury in retrograde. It's like the cosmic joke is on Mars, right? Uh, when communicating on Wednesday, and even now start to think about this, these, these actions, as I say, are always applying, right? They're coming toward one another. Uh, and they are in uh, what we say is applying, meaning they're coming closer, then there's the exact, and then there's the waning or the separation of those two planets. So it takes a few days for these things to totally clear out. So right now we're also perhaps in the midst of the, the possibility of being uh, kind of abrupt or blunt in our conversations with one another. So be a little more sensitive is I guess the best thing I can say right now about what it is that you might wanna say. Also understand that other people who are not necessarily aware of what's going on astrologically or what to watch out for, they're the ones that may you know, throw blunt communication out at you or say things that you, know, you may be more sensitive to. Uh, so it's wise to carefully listen to what the person is saying instead of jumping to conclusions. And it's also wise for you to keep your mouth shut unless of course you have the invitation to share something with someone at which point in time, then you, know, you can be wise about how you say what you say because the tone of the words is as important as what the words are in, um, in, in what you say. And uh, it's a perfect transit though this, uh, we're talking about Mercury retrograde squaring Mars. It's a perfect transit to use your mind and hands together, right? Gemini rules the hands, Mercury rules Gemini. So maybe it's time to build something, right? Get your frustrations out by using your hands to do something uh, in your creative endeavors. Um, you know, get your hands in there, um, express to express yourself creatively using uh, your digits. Uh, physical vitality is also high during this time, but again, Mercury's in retrograde, so there's a tendency to maybe try to overdo something, so you want to be avoid taking any risks or doing anything that is uh, over the top that your body isn't already accustomed to, because otherwise you might throw yourself into a tizzy, your physical being might, one of my sons this weekend was skiing, he broke his hand a couple of weeks back, right after the new year and uh, had to have it, his you know, hand in a, what do you call it, brace for a bit. That healed and everything was fine. And then he hurts himself uh, snowboarding up at Mount Hood this weekend, uh, hurt his rib. He's not sure if he's broken a rib or what. I'm like, oh gosh, youth, right? Youth, mature here, mature a little bit. He's also in his Saturn return and that makes sense too, that things like that might call his attention to where he might be living a little cavalierly right now. Thursday is the new moon in Aquarius, and this will occur at 23 degrees of Aquarius for those of you who are interested in where it's happening. So find Aquarius in your chart, uh, and it will be in one house. It'll be in the house where there's already a lot going on, right? We have Jupiter and Saturn and Pallas Athena and Mercury in retrograde, the sun and Venus all in Aquarius and now a new moon in Aquarius that can't help but stimulate all of those planets. Even if it's not right on top of that degree, it, they're all in this bunch together here in this one particular place in your chart. For those of you who had an astrology of 2021 reading or who will get one, you will see where that is. It's graphic, how much is going on in one house and by opposition affecting Leo in your own charts as well. Because remember, nothing happens in that void. It, nothing happens just in the one place. It's an entire axis of energy that is being shared across. So the new moon will occur at 11.07 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 2.07 East Coast time, 7.07 a universal time. And as soon as the new moon occurs, it goes into the void. We talked about that. The theme of this moon is about helping one another to evolve by catalyzing change for each other. You know, it's real easy sometimes to just be encouraging to somebody to take the next step and you catalyze something for them that they might not have been able to get going on their own. So helping one another, 
it's interesting too because that is uh, very close that day is a new day dawning in the in the uh, pleiadian earth energy as well where we have one healing energy available and the catalyzing of some healing perhaps for one another the closest aspects to the moon sun conjunction is a sextile to eris eris the goddess of discord right she wants to be included she at least wants the choice to say no i don't want to go or no i don't want to be a part of and in mythology she wasn't even invited and so there is where revenge took place there is where anger erupted so Eris here is in a sextile discord, but in a positive way, right? Maybe something that's chaotic that shows you a new way of doing something or uh, brings a new person into your life, that kind of thing. Uh, the, the moon will also conjunct Pallas Athena, the moon and sun. And Pallas Athena, we're learning to stand on the power of our own two feet using our own personal wisdom. And so what is your personal wisdom instigating for you? What is it telling you about what you must do right now, where you need to go, who you need to be, who you need to do that with, what product, what project do you need to work on? What ideas are worth taking action on? There's a semi-sextile to Pluto. And I threw that in a semi-sextile is a 30 degree relationship. So essentially it's between neighboring signs. In this case, Pluto is in, at 23-ish degrees, I think 24 degrees actually, of Capricorn. And then the new moon, and the, that means the sun and moon in conjunction are at 23 degrees of Aquarius. So they're neighboring signs. Neighboring signs aren't always very compatible. It doesn't mean they're totally incompatible, but there might be some things that you have to adjust in order to understand the two signs side by side. You got to find the commonality between the two signs in a semi-sextile. So what's the common denominator between Pluto's transformational energy and the moon sun in Aquarius starting something new and leading us to more freedom and more community and more uh, gentle of work being together. So what are the what, what's the connection there? And that is a part of then what we're experiencing with this new moon is finding that, that new ground. Uh, there's also a quintile. Quintiles are 72 degree relationships between planets. The quintile in a chart shows us where there's a particular talent that uh, the planets have or that the two signs have in working together. And so this is a quintile to Uranus, the sun and moon creating something new, but maybe in an, a surprising or an extraordinary way, a new solution, a way you hadn't thought about before. And you go, duh, I should have done it that way from the beginning. So it sounds like we're ready to cast off the shackles of the old, right? And ready to begin something new and setting the path, setting ourselves on the pathway to something new. So it's a pretty powerful new moon, I would say. And on that same day, the same day, Venus is conjunct Jupiter. And this is love, money, harmony, optimism, all attracted to us during this particular conjunction. But again, it's a new moon and it's focusing our energies on what it is that we're thinking about what are we focusing on if we're focusing on pessimism if we're focusing focusing on what we don't have if we're focusing on that angry uh you know interaction that we had with someone then we're bringing more of that or we're we're sending out mixed signals and the universe doesn't quite know well what what is it that you want so remember to focus then your energies on what is desirable, what it is that you would love to create, but holding it lightly. Interesting because the human design week is going to shift at, over the weekend, and that's going to take us into the energy of holding lightly our um, intentions and our uh, things that we desire. So what could go wrong here, right? What with a Venus conjunct Jupiter on a day that is also the new moon? And I'm just saying not much, not much can go wrong on this particular day. As long as you're focused on the bigger picture, you're focused on what you love, you're focused on bringing more and more peace, love, joy, um, all those things into your life, whatever it is, focus on the positive. Uh, there's no need to struggle, right? There's just no need to struggle, force or push things to happen. All you really have to do is just 
put it out there and then align yourself with the receiving of that by making sure your thoughts are aligned, your heart is aligned, your emotions are aligned, and then things happen as if by magic. So the more our relationships then too, because this is relationships as well, fill us with compassion and with romance and with love, spending more time with one another, seeing the highest, best potential in each of us, the better off our relationships are as well. So relationship or financial offers may also come forward on a day like that. Uh, it's really a lucky transit. It's a day for blessings. It's a day for the, the part of fortune, right? The fortunate things, the lady luck smiling on you. But in, in staying aligned then, especially with what it is that you want to create in your life. Friday, we have the Chinese New Year. It's the new year of the metal ox. And I don't know much about Chinese astrology, but it's kind of fun to look at. And I'll be posting a link for you to take you to a, in fact, I'll do that today. Let me make a note of myself. Link, 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 so that you guys can follow the link to find out more information on the Chinese New Year and find out what it means to be in the year of the ox and how does that um, benefit us this particular year. Funny because I was born in the year of the ox. It's my year. All right. The 13th on Saturday, I think we'll deal with that again at a later uh, on Friday, although that is Mercury conjunct Venus. Uh, another, you know, a pretty good, good lead in, I think, for Valentine's weekend, where we have the ability to speak words of love and encouragement to one another, especially to our loved ones. And we also have a very highly spiritual and mystical uh, connection that day with Mars in a sextile to Neptune. And then on Valentine's Day, Mercury in retrograde conjuncts Jupiter. Let's just keep adding to the magic people, right? Let's just keep adding to the good news, the good fortune, the joy, the expressions of love, of optimism. We're in the mood, right, to... to to express ourselves in a loving way, to attract all of the good to us, to um, be enthusiastic in our expressions to one another. And of course, we'll talk more about that as the week goes on, uh, as well as what the uh, human design week is that shifts on Saturday as well. Uh, where we go into the week of the sun at the gate 30 and the earth at the gate 29, committing to the right things, saying yes to the right things, and then following your line of passion, like what is it that really trips your fancy? What is it that makes you so excited to live, to get out of bed every morning and to uh, live from that place of joy and happiness? Okay, questions, comments. Uh, let's see what's going on back here, Mimi. Mimi says, are you in my head? <laughs> yes, exploring Linicut block printing. Oh, that sounds interesting. Need to get back into scarves for spring events, weaving baskets in between. Oh, the challenges of wanting to play with everything. Indeed. JLo says, um, is there a troll around? I don't know. There is a down. Oh, maybe somebody accidentally hit it. And maybe somebody didn't like what I said. That's their issue, not mine. Um, I don't know if I can take that out of there, but whoever you were, love to you. Um, and thank you, Asa, for putting up those links for me. And there we have it. That's about it for me this morning. So um, let's talk maybe a little bit about doing some card readings then for the collective. And let's see, I'm going to grab out my animals because I feel like we need an animal guide. And I don't know if you guys were able to listen this morning. When I opened up the show, I was telling you about Terry's experience with the bald eagle this morning. And uh, when I opened the front door uh, to let him out, because he had his hands full, there was a two bald eagles sitting in the tree across the street from me, which, you know, the trees are 200 feet high, so I can see them. And I can see the tops of them in particular. And uh, so there are two bald eagles sitting side by side. Well, one of them flew off the tree and around and came and flew right over the car as Terry was getting in the car and dropped a load of bald eagle poop on top of the car right as he closed the door I told him it was good luck and I think spirit was depositing a message for him and we'll see what kind of day he ends up having uh as he'll keep me informed throughout the day I'm sure 
All right, so this is an animal card for the collective this week. And what we get is <laughs> wombat spirit. How interesting is that? Wombat says, be at home. Card number 68, which is a 14, which is a five. I'm not sure I've ever seen a wombat in person or in a zoo even, but wombat. So let's take a look at what that message might be. And he was upright. Wombat says, be home, be at home. Burrowing deep into the ground, remaining safe, sound, and well-fed with family is a special trait of the wombat. Home sweet home is always available if you recognize that well-being is the truth of life. Wombat spirit reminds you that to be truly at home in the world, you need to find comfort within your own skin. You do this by accepting all your experiences without judgment through a deep honesty and love of life. When you feel the freedom to be yourself, you can begin to truly feel at home in your life with your family and tribe. Right now, you're in a beautiful place where you can hang up the coat of your identity and settle into a true sense of home and well-being, understanding that all is well. Everything you do from this place rings true in harmony with spirit. That's a good one, right? Home. Home is this little blue planet that we live on. Um, okay, and I think we might also... I think, you know, Wisdom of the Oracle. Wow, I sure would have messed up all my card decks down here. Let's do a Wisdom card for the week. And this will again be for the collective. I just saw cards facing the wrong direction. Ooh, one fell out. And the card is young. One. The card number one, a new beginning, perhaps, Yang, the most masculine card, a uh, most masculine gate, excuse me, in all of human design, also the energy of Yang. And Yang's essential meaning is the masculine principle of movement and creative activity, the power to make things happen, taking action. Yang represents the power of action, the energies that propel the world forward and manifesting thought and desire into concrete form. We were just talking about this with the new moon. Now is the perfect time to act for you can easily build momentum and make headway. What you want will come to fruition if you proceed confidently. This card signifies new life and is a sure sign that obstacles have been overcome. There's no reason to hesitate. You are the shaper of your destiny now. Hmm. Interesting. So I want to talk about that. Let's, let's expound upon that a little bit because you know, that's sort of a conundrum, right, in our lives where we have a Mercury retrograde and we also have the wisdom of the Oracle, you know, talking. And we have a new moon this week also with the energy of opening up to something new. Um, it's not that in a Mercury retrograde, Mercury does not rule the actions that we take. That's more Mars, right? So Mercury rules the mind, communication, transportation. It is a planet where our thoughts can get jumbled and our communication can get jumbled. Our, our plans, our cars, our trains, planes, automobiles, all those things can get jumbled. But it's not necessarily a planet that calls us to stop and take no action. What it does call us to, though, is it, it's not a brainy thing to probably start a brand new something during a, a Mercury retrograde. But if you were in the position of having to start something, then what you could do is make sure you're using your mind clearly, as clearly as possible, that you are checking and rechecking everything that you're going to do before you do it. That when you communicate, when you send an email, when you send a text message, that you reread it before you hit send because the opportunity to screw things up with your voice are also pretty high with communication. That before you open your mouth, that you breathe first, right? That whole idea of being in response so that what you say doesn't come out wrong. So while I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of saying, go out there and start everything new that you want to, but if the universe is presenting you with an opportunity 
and you are aware of what your inner authority is, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's splenic, maybe it's sacral, maybe it's, you know, coming from your heart center, and you just know that what the timing is right now is correct for you, there's no reason not to take action, except to make sure that you're checking and rechecking everything, making sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted before you send that email, or before you sign a contract. So, I just want to keep that clear for people because sometimes they think it's time to come to an all stop and it, Mars, maybe Mars in retrograde, definitely, you know, take stock of the actions that you're going to take before you take them. But with Mercury, you know, it's probably not a time to push or force something to happen uh, because there's probably something that you're missing, right? Your mind is, you know, jumped over a step. Um, but if something is a uh, showing up in your life for you to start, then it is about taking action, but with all of your senses aware, with your eyes wide open. And if you have to speak or if you have to, you know, write an important email, uh, make sure that maybe you have an outline first. And then once you write it, you reread it and then reread it again. And then uh, pause before you hit send just to make sure that your heart was in this and it wasn't necessarily just a reaction. I can tell you I've written emails before in Mercury retrograde out of a reaction and luckily had sent it to a friend first to read it for me to see if it was too bad to send or if I'm missing something. And she looking at me like, uh, okay, you need to not send this, not send this yet. And reread re this as if you were that person and see what it is that that person's going to hear, feel, sense out of that email. So we can still proceed. We just proceed with caution, with caution, right? That's the clue. That's the key. Hopefully that makes things a little clearer for you because I know what, well, I mean, we can't stop life three times a year or four times a year sometimes for a three month period of time. I mean, pretty much when you think, when you take in the whole of the, the mercury retrograde cycle, you're looking at almost two months, right? From January 15th, when he entered the shadow period until March 15th, when he ends the shadow. No, three times a year. I mean, we would just never get anything done, but it does say keep what's in your mind clear and know that the possibility for mistakes and for things to have to be done again uh, or for you to you know insert foot and mouth are a little bit higher during mercury retrograde than when mercury isn't all right questions comments uh christine that was a cool sign yeah i thought so too and um if if you've I mean, sometimes those signs, I mean, why would an eagle, a bald eagle fly? First of all, he'd had to fly low. He flew just under the tree that my husband's car is parked under or parked like next to. And, you know, just to be able to skim the top of the car, that's a sign. No bald eagle does that, right? They just don't do that. They avoid people. But he had a message to bring to my husband, I guess. Uh, Corey, COVID forced many of us to be home and find ourselves. Yes, great card. JLo says, yes, Corey. I think that's a huge thing for us to remember is that some good has come out of something that has seemed to be a tragedy of monumental import in our lives. And I think there is something good to be found here. Um, all right. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I will see you again on Friday. And if you have any questions, send me an email. Take care. Love to you all. Bye for now.